Hello, hello. Joey here. Welcome back to Droolish. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish. I am your host, Joey Montano. Droolish is a sleep and relaxation podcast focusing on helping you fall asleep, relax, and get your mind off of your day. Some of you might have mind chatter, some of you might have insomnia. The goal here is to help you just relax, decompress, and hopefully my voice, my yawn-inducing voice can help you fall asleep. I do talk about about a variety of subjects uh, pertaining around what I find interesting, and and today's episode I think is going to be a very uh, valuable episode, Uh, not just for something that I find interesting, but I think it's something that anyone that's listening specifically to this podcast uh, can hopefully benefit from. And it's been a good couple weeks since I've actually posted a new episode. It's been a few weeks since I've actually recorded and I feel a little bit, um, a little bit out of sync. So hopefully you guys can bear with me as I kind of step back into the uh, podcast mode, I should say. And but before I dive in, if you guys have any ideas for episodes, comments, feedback, or just want to say, hey, what's up, feel free to follow me on Twitter, uh, which is, I think, Twitter forward slash Droolish Podcast. You can follow me uh, on Facebook, too. I think it's the same handle type of Droolish Podcast on top of emailing me. Um, I'm most likely going to respond either Twitter or email. It's going to be uh, for email droolishpodcast at gmail.com. And for you regular listeners, uh, before I dive in, I did finally create a Patreon page. So I know a few of you have been asking, and I decided, you know, since I was out of the house for a couple weeks, I couldn't record, uh, you know, why not just bite the bullet and create a Patreon? So I did. I'm not going to actually try to promote it. Although if you guys do feel like, uh, you know, you have gotten some sort of value in sleep, or if you just feel like, you know, just saying, hey, thank you for whatever, um, you know, please consider. It's up to you. Uh, obviously, if you don't have the money, do not give me money. That does not make any sense. That might hurt your ability to sleep. So don't give me or donate or do any of that stuff if you don't have the, if you don't have the means to do so. Okay. Now that said, uh, that's probably going to be like the only time I actually mention Patreon, like early in an episode. I just just doesn't feel right to me to just bombard new users with telling people to go on Patreon. But side rant, or tangential side rant aside, that's barely English, but I'm going to keep that in. (laughs) We're going to work through this together, guys. But I think this episode is going to be great. I spent the last couple weeks just doing a lot of research, testing a lot of things for myself as well uh, to improve and increase the quality of sleep that I've been having. And I don't think I've actually would have gotten to this point had I not focused on, had I not, you know, resolved most of my insomnia issues, most of my sleep issues. Um, I know, I know you longer listeners um, should be familiar with uh, my, uh, my, I don't say unlucky streak, but I haven't had the best sleep, especially uh, growing up in my teenage years and even throughout my twenties. Uh, and this podcast is a sense of a, it's kind of a way to help people who kind of really would need to help go to sleep, um, just to calm down and relax. So, uh, and I'll hopefully I'm able to do that for you guys, but 
in regards to, I guess, me specifically, uh, just finding sleep has always been a little bit tough, but now since I've been finding, like, the last year or so, a couple of years, like, most of the insomnia issues are gone, or at least it's not, like, a nighttime thing. It's just more infrequent, and my sleep quality has improved a size, sizable amount. So, uh, so I find the art of sleep, as I, as I would like to call like, really fascinating. And I think this episode specifically, we're going to be talking about uh, the third eye and more so like awakening a third eye and understanding what the third eye is um, and how it relates to you. Now, some of you, if even just mentioning third eye is already has some sort of image in their head about more of like a spiritual guru, you know, hippie, frou-frou type deal or maybe you have your own vision at least that's what popped in my head when i think of like third eye or or more specifically like the nerd in me kind of thinks of like dragon ball z uh tian shinhan who's like a, a side character he's got like a third eye between his eyes um that's kind of like a reference point of what like a third eye is but before i kind of go more often that before i go down that tangent i wanted to bring everything kind of back to uh to more science because over the last couple of weeks when I was doing more research about, you know, how to improve sleep quality and how to actually apply some of the learnings to either improve sleep quality or, or improve how I am performing uh, while awake or, or asleep. And a lot of this research, especially when it comes to more of like the third eye, more of like the spiritual-esque type stuff, that's uh, a huge rabbit hole. Um, is is not specifically disproved by science per se. It's more so that there hasn't been any means to track research and a lot of the stuff that um, that I will be talking about. So that's the that's the that's the area that I like to talk about is more of like the the unknown. Um, with you know I with a lot of science and stuff to at least have a foundational backing of saying like oh yeah, yeah this makes sense or at least like this could logically make sense. That being said, whenever I talk about uh, this third eye stuff, whenever I talk about science and everything else, uh, I have to go out of my way to say I'm not an expert. Uh, that does not mean I don't know what I'm talking about, but rather uh, I just believe that expertise is something that is, it, it should be very rare to throw, and it's, not, and, and it's something that I think other people should tell. Like, it's, If you say something's a, someone's an expert at something, I think that's valid, but to call oneself an expert, uh, it, I don't know, I find that really tough because there's always so much information to learn about any subject that's out there. There's so much hidden information that we do do not know that we might not find on the internet. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure everyone's had that one, like, aha moment where they figured out something that no one else has. And, and you know, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of like uh, the gist that I'm getting at is that, you know, there's just so much information that we can know. There's so many, so many things that we can test, learn, and hypothesize that, uh, you know, that they're, there's just so much out there. So to call yourself an expert, like, you know, even uh, just going back to like for marketing or any discipline that you want to go into, like if you do something for like five or 10 years, you could be really terrible. Like for example, at coding, you could be a terrible coder <laughs> after 10 years. And that's only because you learn like how to do HTML and some CSS, like the most basic stuff that you never spent the time to learn new skills, new languages or whatever. Um, the same thing can be applied for anything. Um, you know, so, uh, so I feel weird to say like, uh, with all, with all the research I've been doing and all the testing that I'm coming from a sense of 
expertise. It's it's not. It's coming from just either years of experience and testing, and and I want to just express my findings. And you know, I don't have I don't have the unlimited funds to go to colleges or get government grant money to try to get these tests done uh, for longer periods of time. However, I do feel like if you're already listening to this podcast, you are already trying something to help you. Uh, fix it, fix, fix an issue, or you want to learn something. Um, at least that's how I see it. You, know, you guys don't listen to me just because it's something there. You, know, you guys generally have to, you guys found you guys found the podcast for a reason, and that reason is generally going to be um, something that you want to solve. So, so hopefully, uh, yeah, the stuff I'm t- going to talk about today just talk or kind of have kind of come with a, um, I guess, an open frame of mind. Uh, and that's mainly for the new listeners, I really should say. I mean, if you guys are an old listener, you guys know I talk about a variety of things. But, um, but yeah, that said, let's just dive straight to it. And I will be putting timestamps for each individual portion that I think makes sense. Uh, this might be two parts. I highly doubt that I will keep it two parts, um, but we'll see how it goes. So let's talk about the... Uh, pineal gland and the pineal gland is for all intents and purposes we're gonna make that synonymous with the third eye uh, the third eye itself is for of a like track of point before I go down there let's go back to the pineal gland but the pineal gland scientifically and like the anatomy of it it's a small shaped organ that's shaped like a pine cone uh, hence kind of the name like a, yeah, pineal that's a pineal is pineal it's located on the midline, attached to the posterior end of the roof of the third vertebrae of the brain. Really, though, essentially, it's just the part of the brain that more or less acts as a third eye. Um, it has like the function of what you both eyes have. Like you can actually see through the third eye. Um, fortunately, there's no light that goes in because it's your brain, it's the skull. Um, so, even though it can act like a specifically third eye. Uh, this pineal gland is actually uh, has pretty useful functions, and the big reason why I talk about these functions and the reason why I want to mention this pineal gland, the pineal gland, is that the pineal gland actually helps uh, secrete melatonin, uh, that, that specific function. And melatonin, if you guys are unsure, is pretty much the main supplement that I think most people recommend if you have any sleep trouble. And uh, generally melatonin helps regulate between um, light and darkness and the correct amount of melatonin in your skin, or sorry, you know, that gets secreted throughout your body. It has the ability to say, hey, you know, it's it's three o'clock in the afternoon and it's sunlight. You shouldn't be tired. You know, your body will react to say like, okay, I'm going to be alert, I'm going to be awake. And it also regulates the amount of telling your body, hey, like it's dark, it's dark out and it's 11. Maybe it's time you should feel a little bit tired and it's time to close your eyes and rest. Now, in an ideal world, yeah, that works really well. And if you have good sleep schedules and good balance, uh, that, that works incredibly well. And what uh, science has kind of been in studies, I say in science, when I have kind of been going back and forth for, for a while, it seems like there was no specific uh, correlation between uh, you know, the, the pineal gland and your ability to sleep. But as time has progressed and there's been more research, 
it turns out that it might be different. Uh, it turns out that, you know, depending on how you take care of the gland, and yeah, that's a real thing, uh, and how you can focus on enhancing the your ability to use it, can actually increase the amount of, or regulate the amount of like or melatonin and that you're receiving that could actually improve your sleep, like the optimization of your sleep. Now, melatonin does have many other functions besides it, but I think that's the main one that I think most people are familiar with. And uh, the other things, too, that the uh, pineal gland does, I feel like I'm so slow to, but it is, there's two other things that I'm just going to note here. Uh, one is that it has the regulation, regulation of the pituitary gland. And based on certain studies that uh, the pineal gland influences the pituitary gland's secretion of sex hormones, uh, hospital stimulating hormone, FHH, and luteinizing hormones, LH. I'm, I'm reading this from, uh, from some notes, and it sounds, it's, it's clearly it sounds like that's my first time saying it, and you'd be correct if you were assuming that, but, but essentially, um, the administration of melatonin did not return the concentrations of FHH to lower level levels, suggesting that the pineal gland influences the pituitary gland secretion of FHH and LH through an unsubscribed transmitting module. Oh, sorry, undescribed. So, essentially, they found some correlation between how it improves like your sex drive to um, in your sex hormone, sex hormones, um, with the pineal gland as well. And then it also mentions too that it helps prov provide regulation of the bone metabolism. So uh, I guess it helps you prevent uh, prevent bone loss. Assuming um, so, essentially, at the end of the day, the pineal gland actually has a lot of functions that help keep your body regulated. And I don't know about you guys, but when I try to go to sleep, I prefer to not be in pain. I would like to have you have a calm, calm mind. I would just prefer to just focus on what I need to focus on and not be distracted. Uh, and I think uh, talking about this actually is really, really beneficial. So, so the pineal gland exists. It's in your brain. It's scientifically proven. Like you go online, I, I will even link to all the descriptions, all the scientific photos, the brains, it's there, okay? And it's also known as, and this is not a surprise, I mentioned this before, it's also known as the third eye chakra. And when we talk about the third eye specifically in the chakra, it's more related to spiritual, spirituality uh, and, and I guess more or less uh, it's part of the self-actualization process. And I think I'll talk about that way later. But in regards to the third eye specifically, well, let me take a step back. At least according to Gaia, um, I'll post the uh, source there in the description, but uh, they say the third eye is our greatest gift to connect us to the source and remind us of a universe much more mystical than which we perceive with our physical senses. It's through the awakening of the third eye and its corresponding uh, pineal gland that we're able to attain supernatural feats of telepathy, psychic vision, and an intimate connection with God. Prayer is a conversation on consciousness, well-being, without a mention of the pineal gland. Its prevalence is more than a fad. It's an imperative first step to attaining full human potential. So they worded that a lot better than what I said in the first 15 minutes prior. But essentially, the third eye is 
what most consider uh, awakening that is like the ability to kind of disconnect the soul from the body or connect to kind of like the greater self that's outside of like the physical senses. Um, people can call it whatever they want. I mean, what, if you were to ask me, I would say like it could be like a sixth sense that you really have, like that certain thing. But other people say it's like an out-of-body experience. It's like there's deep, something that you can dive within yourself or figure out. So uh, depending on religion or your background or whatever, uh, most of the descriptions of what the third eye does and what it's supposed to do are generally the same. It's just, at least in my opinion, just certain semantic and nuances, nuance differences. But I'd say 99% of the, the instances are they're all going to be one and the same. And uh, if you guys are unfamiliar with what tra- chakras are and whatnot, uh, just a quick overview of that. Uh, they're essentially, they're essentially, I think, like seven or eight different chakra points in your body, and that's just the way um, the energy flows throughout the body. And it's mentioned in like old, like Asian techniques um, from like India, I think Japan, China, uh, like different religions talk about that. Uh, and I can't name them off, all off the top of my head. I do know there's like one between your eyes. The third eye is a chakra um, that actually has a physical point with the pineal gland. I think there's one above that too. Um, I forgot what that's called, but then as you start going down, I know there's one in your stomach, there's one, like, two across your chest, and then it kind of goes all the way down to your feet. And uh, what all those represent, or at least what that's all talked about in regards to those chakras, is just how you were able to, like, manipulate energy and how to use energy to kind of either center yourself with, like, the universe or kind of find find and be one with, you, with yourself. Now, to continue on with this article specifically, they mentioned that the chakra system is the way the spirit moves within the physical body, how spirit animates form. The chakras can be imagined as wheels of energy to remain balanced and open for optimal human function. So I want to emphasize that too. Um, optimal human function. Uh, this podcast is specifically related to sleep and relaxation, and I believe quality of sleep is paramount to optimal human function. So if you're wondering why I like to talk about this stuff, it's because it's very related and very real with how um, it relates to sleep quality. Um, so at least in my head, like I consider this like this, this like next level stuff, man. So consider this a treat if you're still listening or if you're still awake. Uh, but essentially chakras are energy centers where as organs have defined locations, chakras are ruled by the organs but are not confined to a specific location. The heart chakra, for instance, is in the center of the chest, while the physical heart is on the left side. Similarly, the third eye chakra is located at the center of the forehead near the pineal gland. Uh, Essentially, every esoteric tradition uh, that talks about the third eye has a connection with the spirit. It's the space between humans and God, moving us from from the isolation experienced in the human condition. Now, I know that talks a little bit more, but that's more like spiritual talk, but like if I, if I could translate that to regular human speak, uh, essentially, I mean, the whole belief of like connecting the third eye and everything else is just separating the soul from the body. Um, essentially, se- essentially separating the experience that, you know, we are all like, like we all live in our own universe. We all have our own individual minds. We all have our own individual experiences. So how you perceive one uh, one motion or one saying or something as like a scene on a TV or something you see in front of you can be completely different from person to person. And it's very rare that two people will have the same exact thought. Unless it's just some sort of like, uh, I don't know, it's just something obvious. But 
But essentially, you know, if you saw a scene of like two people fighting, no context, you know, everyone's going to have their own interpretation of something. And that's more or less specifically their experiences and their perspectives throughout their life, trying to come up with a reasonable explanation of why they're saying things. Um, so that point that I'm trying to get at is that, you know, we're all technically in our own heads all the time. Um, and in connecting, at least with the third eye, with the spirit, like you have the ability to connect beyond just yourself. At least that's the, that's the notion that I believe that they're trying to get. Um, regardless of what you believe in God or not, I'm not going to try to go there specifically, but there's essentially some, like, some source, either, um, let's see here, it's just, it says in this article, through an open and vibrant third eye, we find the highest source of ethereal energy. A return path to God is offered when one works to expand the third eye awareness. Okay, now I don't want to dive too deep into, like, the sciencey stuff. I'm going to post all the links in the description. But essentially, if you have pineal gland and all humans do, uh, and it's supposed to function correctly, which is where I think most people, where most people get caught up, is that this gland uh, is not always open. Uh, as a matter of fact, over, I think, I found a study where it said, like, by the time you're the age of, like, 18, like, I think it was, like, 40% of adults at that point um, might have had, like, a decalcified, like, pineal gland, which means you won't actually have a, a huge ability to use your third eye chakra, or use the third eye, or awaken it, I should say. Now, why is this, why is this important for you guys? Uh, from what I've read, and what I've seen, and what I've tested, is that... If you have a closed third eye, it tends to lead to overthinking, uncertainty, confusion, jealousy, cynicism, pessimism. Now, if some of you are still trying to sleep at night, do any of those words sound familiar? Uh, I'm assuming a lot of you guys are good-natured people, uh, or you try to be. So the ones that would probably be the most relevant to you guys, that I, if I had to take a guess, what's the stuff that I've experienced, certainly, uh, certainly overthinking, uncertainty, and confusion, and generally some cynicism. Okay. Those tend to be like the, those tend to be my big four that I, that even in hindsight I still think, you know, I believe I still have or had at some point, and I still do. I overthink a lot. You know, stay ADHD, but but a lot of these should be uh, you know pretty familiar, um, not not new concepts to I think a lot of you. And once this third eye is awakened, uh, you essentially you're able to perceive reality differently. So it's kind of like you kind of took off like the the dusty shades of life, and you kind of just removed those glasses, and you can, you can you can see the world in a different perspective. And from awakening third eye, you're, you get clarity, intuition, empathy, focus, and decisiveness. So a lot of things where that's more like, you know, you know what you want, where you're going, you want to take action, you're able to understand people, you're able just to feel more, I guess. Um, and, you know, those, those, are two, those are two different spectrums. Uh, I guess you know two two sides of, of the same coin because because you both have you know both mantras or I guess types of uh, realities perceptions are from you. It's just you see a lot of things differently. So that's generally what the benefits are like in regards to awakening your third eye. Now 
Now, before I talk about stimulating the third eye and trying to awaken it, and now this is not going to be a huge exercise we're going to do in the podcast episode. We might, but uh, what I'm actually going to do is, and I've, I've already done this already, and you might not have noticed it, but I am adding another layer to the background noises to help actually in, induce and in, improve uh, focus and relaxation. Um, regardless if you're listening to my voice specifically or you just need a background voice and you're falling asleep, uh, the background noises uh, should be able to, at least fingers crossed, um, help induce more relaxation. And uh, that being said, uh, going back to the pineal gland and the third eye, um, is that in order to, in order to awaken your third eye specifically, um, you might have to decalcify your pineal gland. And they call this a uh, calcification. And essentially, I believe according to Wikipedia, um, that calcification is the pineal gland, uh, sorry, calcification of the, of the pineal gland is typical in young adults. And it has been observed in children as young as two ages, as young as two years of age. The internal secretions of the pineal gland inhibit the development of the reproductive glands because when it is severely damaged in children, development of sexual organs and skeleton and skeleton are accelerated. Pineal gland calcification is detrimental to its ability to synthesize melatonin, but has not been shown to cause sleep problems. Again, the, a lot of this stuff does have some conflicting information only because I can see links that prove otherwise. Um, a lot of this is all just based off of like uh, new studies and new dates. So this is a lot of this stuff is still pretty fresh in regards to studies and actually having a scientific proof, which like I said makes this pretty interesting to talk about. Um, the calcified gland is often seen in skull X-rays. Calcification rates vary widely by country and correlate with an increase in age, with, cal with calcification occurring in an estimated 40% of Americans by age 17. It's also associated with uh, corpora acinia or whatever, also known as brain sand. That's a pretty, that almost sounds pretty dire, but, uh, but yeah, essentially, you can certainly try to do the third eye awakening and stimulation stuff exercises, and I've tested it even without heat calcifying, and I'll tell you right now, it does work pretty interestingly enough. But, um, but essentially, if you want to, I mean, there are people that focus all their time and energy on improving their ability um, to use the third eye to you know, maximize their pineal gland, to kind of use all that stuff, because essentially with that, if you have a decalcified pineal gland, you should be able to use your third eye more fluently. Um, essentially, if you have a, you know, essentially just to kind of think of like your third eye is like a car, and the pineal gland is the physical, uh, you know, it's, it's like the, the bones, or, sorry, the, the outer shell of the car is like your like your third eye um, and the you know the, how it runs is the pineal gland like the engine the fuel systems but if you have like something stuck in like a valve or a pipe that prevents the gas from starting the car you, know, you have to remove that little bottleneck or whatever that's causing like a stoppage in the fuel from going to the engine to start the car so you know um, th this is kind of no different if you want to decalcify your gland to, to kind of make your third eye to make the actual the function of the whole thing work well. So, again, while it says it has not been shown to cause sleep problems, there's mainly been a lot of anecdotal evidence um, that has been shown otherwise. 
Um, and again, this is a lot of this stuff still has to be tested, like in labs and whatnot. That could take years. So uh, again, what I'm talking about is something that you can certainly test and search more online. Just look at testimony testimonials and people showing like, hey, like this does this stuff does work. So. That being said, uh, I think I'll try to link to like two products I, I found doing research to help uh, detoxify. But essentially, what you need to do is kind of just uh, essentially just eat super healthy. Don't eat any processed foods. Uh, avoid avoid I think uh, calcium supplements, and they mentioned fluoride too. Apparently, it's very controversial. But essentially, uh, if you've done Whole30 in the past, or if you're doing Whole30. What you're doing in Whole30 is essentially what you need to do to help uh, activate that third, or help decalcify that uh, that pineal gland. So, uh, yeah, I I talked about this a few months back after I did my own Whole30 thing, and how, how I felt, how I was able to sleep better, how I was actually able to have like increased sleep quality—not just sleep quality, but dream quality as well. And uh, and it was just I don't know—I just felt amazing. Just during the Whole30. So uh, I can't imagine this would be too different in regards to talking about the pineal gland and detoxifying. I'm pretty sure there has been some correlation, which I cannot specifically attribute, but um, but there is something there. Now kind of going back to the spiritual significance of the third eye. Uh, again, I think this is pretty big, uh, especially when it comes to the whole like self-exaltation of one, one's being, I suppose. Because, uh, I don't know, I think at, at the end of the day, I think all are, I think, all of us want to be a little bit better at something. We all have goals. We all have dreams. We all have something that we want to chase. Um, you know, some of us might not know what. <laughs> Case in point, me. But there's something there's something in us that we want to chase, and I think this is pretty important. So, in regards to the spiritual significance of the third eye, uh, essentially the third eye is more or less a doorway to all things that are psychic. Uh, from, tel from telepathy, clairvoyance, uh, lucid dreaming, and astral projection. All these things I'd like to talk about at some point in the future. But essentially, the illusion of separation dissolves when we learn to master the far-reaching tools of our pineal gland. But because it's inside the brain, but outside the mind, a paradox is formed, creating a loophole to escape the contradiction of this reality. Uh, every mystery school taught the metaphysical ways of being, how to be awake within the dream, to walk between uh, to walk between realities and surpass limitations of humanity. No teaching as well is without its doctrines on the third eye, as it's the building block of all physical skills. I believe that. I firmly believe that. I mean, I've been studying it too, but I also believe that. Uh, essentially, without a solid mastery of this chakra, no spiritual connections are possible, and we are, re we are regulated to experiencing only a mundane, third-dimensional life. Oof, that sounds that sounds deep and dark. In the days of ancient Egypt, when psychic development was at its peak, a certain pineal gland exercises were developed. Rather than being the size of a pea, it's told that the pineal gland was the size of a peach. Now, I did read an article on a guy who claimed that he can eat the sun. So he doesn't eat any food. He only drinks, like, the bare minimum of water. And what he does is that he wakes up when the sun comes up and, like, quote-unquote, eats the sun. And sunrise and sunset, and he gets all of his vitamins doing that. Um, regardless of that story or not, it's true. And I think there's a documentary. I'll see if I can uh, link it in the description. But um, but they did have an x-ray, and, and they, they showed the size of his, like, a pineal gland. And I think it was, like, two or three times the size of, like, a regular person. 
So he, he really does use that gland a lot, and, um, and like I said, it's been told that using that with a, like in the third eye helps with uh, more of the spiritual stuff, like telepathy, you know, all the medical, physical, uh, pretty much all, yeah, any like medical, physical, metaphysical, meta science, quantum, all that fun jazz. Um, that's when you can actually access that stuff. So let's get to talking about actually stimulating or awakening the third eye. Now, I'm not going to go through the exercise specifically. I mentioned that before. However, I will try to lay out the foundations of what you would probably want to do. And the reason why I stumbled upon this third eye stuff is because I was just trying to find ways to improve lucid dreaming, um, trying to dive into more like astral projection to see if that stuff is real. A lot of the stuff, uh, I spent a lot of time looking through the science and trying to actually just try to disbelieve it myself, but it seems like a lot of the stuff holds water. It's just that most of the stuff is all mental and it's all in your head to learn like to learn the ins and outs and your abilities or, or and whatnot. Again, sounds sounds pretty crazy, but uh, I also find it equally interesting. So when you start doing the third eye stimulation, I highly recommend uh, listening to uh, you know binaural beats. I think that's what it's called. And binaural beats are essentially like two different wavelengths that you listen to. And I want to pick up a specific article because I feel like articles just explain things better than I can do uh, a lot faster. But essentially, binaural beats are having two different toes uh, being inserted into your ears. And it could be, really, it can really be anything. It could be any sound, it could be any song, but essentially, uh, specifically to like the YouTube videos and everything else you can see online, uh, binaural beat is essentially when you play a tone with two slightly di different variant, sorry, two different frequencies into your left ear and right ear. So for example, you might have a 200 hertz sound in your left ear and a 205 hertz sound in your right ear. So they travel separately to a certain part of the brain that gathers auditory input. Uh, these, to these tones then combine together to create a so-called beat at a perceived new frequency. Uh, and generally it's going to be the difference between like the tones. So if you had a 200 um, hertz beat and then a 205 hertz beat, then you would actually have a new sound in your head that would just be 5 hertz. It sounds a little bit crazy, but that's just how it works. Uh, and essentially there's been a lot of science behind it and they've been noticing that uh, more and more science that's been used to improve a lot of uh, a lot of functions. And again, I'm, I'm using this in this specific episode, so let me know what you think, too, if, you, or if you're able to hear it, and if not, um, is it helpful? Is it distraction? Is it distracting? Is it not? Uh, would you like to see, hear more of that? Uh, like I said, this is, I'm still feeling all over the place this episode, so hopefully the, the, the other noises can supplement my my sluggishness right now, but I like the the binaural beats uh, mainly because I haven't used them too much, um, and it's only been recent that I can't that I stumbled upon it. But a lot of these videos that I see are related to like, hey, that say like, hey, we can um, help you calm down, we can help you get in deep relaxation, we can help heal. There's so many things that it mentions, and it's I'm not gonna say I buy 100% of everything there, but uh, I. Like I said, I've tested this while I've been trying to sleep for myself, especially in the last couple of weeks, and 
it does help, especially when it comes to focusing visualization and relaxation. Now, more specifically, there are, I think, six different types of waves in regards to like these binaural beats. And the only things that I'm going to point out here for you guys that I believe are relevant before when you do your third eye uh, stimulation or the exercises that I'm going to talk about is that I would focus on beats that are between, I think, uh, let's do between like one hertz and maybe around eight hertz. Um, and each frequency has its own like, like a spectrum of hertz percentages, I guess. Uh, that's not even English. Man. I, uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm like very, very terrible right now at looking at things and just processing it. It's been way too long. But essentially, there are five brain. There are essentially five brains. There's five, five wave states. Brain wave states. There's the delta, which is between uh, 0.1 hertz and 4 hertz, primarily focused on deep sleep, pain relief, anti-aging, and healing. There's the theta waves between 4 and 8 hertz, which is focused on REM sleep, which is essentially um, like dreaming and more of the lucid stuff, uh, deep relaxation, meditation, and creativity. So that's essentially the theta one. I feel like it's going to be the best one, especially for the third eye, because it helps you relax, helps you focus on your inner self and not actually fall asleep. There's the alpha waves, which is between 8 hertz and 13 hertz, focused on reducing stress, encouraging positive thinking and faster learning. Um, with more of a relaxed focus. Then there's the beta waves, which is between 13 hertz and 30 hertz, which is help, which is helpful for problem solving, being more active, cognitive thinking, and having more focused attention. And then there's the gamma waves, which is 30 hertz and above, which is supposed to bring you heightened memory recall, peak awareness, and just top level uh, cognition. So it's, you know, if you're a very cerebral individual and you really want to focus on your mental state and focusing so much on getting stuff done, then you probably probably want a gamma state. If you're focusing on just strictly sleeping and not anything else, um, we're just kind of just numbing everything out, then essentially the delta waves you're, you're going to want to do, but if you're focusing on, uh, let's say, sleep quality, just relaxing and just calming yourself down specifically, then I, especially for the third eye activation, then I would say the theta waves are going to be your way to go. Now I mentioned this, and I don't need to mention this, but I feel like I want to give you guys as many aids as you can to help sleep, um, especially while we're listening. If you're listening to this, or if you're going to try a third eye activation uh, technique once you go to bed, or once after you're done listening. Uh, now I'm only telling you guys like this. I don't want to say like level one of like practical uses of the waves because. Uh, what I spent my time focusing on is trying to optimize these states and try to figure out the best way to perform, best way to sleep, best way to try to schedule uh, a lot of things related to relate, you know, related to sleep and how that correlates to like peak performance day to day. I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, I'm writing, noting a lot of things down, and hopefully, um, whenever whenever I'm able to test and come up with real results, like long-term results, I will come back and tell you guys what I've learned and hopefully you guys can have some actionable points with it as well. I feel like that'd be pretty cool. But for the time being, uh, let's talk about activating the third eye. So so there is no shortage of ways to activate your third eye. Uh, it's uh, just finding the right ones that work for you. Now, some of them 
are pretty like I'll I'll, pro I'll provide the ones that Gaia mentions online and from that same resource they mention um, activation. Uh, there's a technique called beams of light. I've not looked into that. Um, there's one with the intention. So if you just talk about your intention of being able to work and expand your gland and then you know, keep that intent while you try to sleep and keep that focus, that could work as well. There's prayer. Uh, and the mentions here, uh, prayer is our bypass to God. The Egyptians use prayer to activate the third eye and dissolve the illusion of separation. Uh, chant, Wahua, 100,000 times to melt away all barriers between yourself and the universe. Uh, essentially, that's what was suggested. Uh, there's a yoga that there's yoga-based activities that help awaken your third eye as well. Uh, and then, let's see, yeah. And then it says uh, meditation is also the big one. So essentially, you really just need to spend a lot of time to yourself. And uh, I feel a lot of people are, would have a lot of trouble like walking through the steps of like say like you sit down you relax uh, but essentially what you want to do um, and I'm going to link to the video that I've used because it's like a 11 minute video I think it's fast enough to uh, get to the point it sums up everything that I mentioned in a quick fashion and it'll give you steps in real time how to do it but essentially what you need to do is more or less find a place to sit down find a place to relax uh, preferably it could be you know, on the couch it could be on the ground you could be in a shower Just sit comfortably or you can lay down comfortably even while you're trying to sleep uh, and you just need to focus on your breathing and when I say focus on your breathing I mean you close your eyes and just breathe in through your diaphragm so you just breathe in and put your chest out like that and then exhale through your mouth. So you can breathe in through your nose, and then exhale out through your mouth. Yeah. So essentially, when you start doing that, then your mind's going to start focusing on the breathing itself. And when you start focusing on the breathing itself, which is what you want to do, is that you're spending your energy just focusing on the specific feeling, the, like not what you're hearing, what you're feeling, uh, maybe what you're smelling or what you're tasting on that breath, and you're just observing the breath. And by doing so, you're no longer going to be focused on more or less the outside world. You're not going to be focused on what's on your phone. You're not going to be focused on what's going on in your bedroom. You're not going to be focused on the fan that might be on at night. You're not going to be focused on other things. Um, and it's an exercise to help increase your focus. So while you're doing that, that's when you start to focus that attention of your breath towards like, the center between your eyes and, and like, kind of in your forehead. And we all can kind of put our finger in a spot where we think our third eye is, and you're probably going to be right. It's like right above where your eyebrows center up in your head. And when you do that, uh, as you focus your attention, uh, you're still supposed to be breathing deep and calm. And that's when you start imagining and visualizing like a light or a beam of light or something that is showing up where that third eye is located and you can imagine like an eyelid opening up and you can there's there, it's there's certain visual visualizations that you have to do to help stimulate that and again that's all going to be on you it's all going to be in your head like your imagination and what you're able to do normally now i think if you're having trouble asleep and you're listening to this podcast 
you probably are a good candidate to try this out. And to you, I say, you know, what's the harm in, in trying it out? You're already laying in bed. You're already trying to sleep. And if you can't sleep, try to make the most out of your time. And that's how I generally do, do things. Because if I can't do something or I'm stuck, then I try to make the most of my time. I try to be very productive um, with, within these constraints. So if you find yourself unable to sleep, generally at this point, I would say like, hey, why don't you go up, do some chores. Um, if your body really wants to go and stay up, then you'll do the chores, you'll be protective. If not, you'll fall asleep. That's generally my go-to strategy. But now, this is a different technique that you can use to where you can say, hey, maybe I might not need to focus on chores, but, but now I can focus on something that might benefit me. If I can't sleep, maybe I'll try to awaken my third eye or give that a shot. And, and you know, go to the video in the description that I mentioned and uh, listen to it. And it talks pretty much everything that I'm saying. Um, but as you're still breathing in and you are visualizing like a light that's coming between like your third eye, they say um, you need to breathe, like use your third eye as if it's breathing in the light. And you'll see a lot of brightness and whatnot. Uh, but you really want to keep your focus on that specific point where you believe your third eye is going to be and then just uh, imagine and visualize that. Uh, it still takes a few minutes, several minutes to give that a shot. Now I try this myself. And I did this a couple weeks ago uh, because I figured, you know, why not? Like, I really want to focus on improving my concentration. And when they mentioned, you know, having more clarity and decisiveness and getting rid of uncertainty, I figured, you know, this is a good meditation exercise. Let's just do that and help me just try to help me get more focus. Uh, I ended up doing that. And I'd say after like 10 minutes, with my eyes closed, it was like a bunch of like white flashes, like a strobe light thing. And you'll start feeling like a pulsating feeling between like your eyebrows. Um, that's when you start knowing like, hey, your third eye is either awakened or it's stimulated. And, uh, and when they say like your third eye is stimulated, you'll be able to connect more with nature. You, you'll be able to connect with your, uh, you know, get more visions and whatnot. And according to different sources, it, it varies. Some people say like you receive guidance, messages and visions. Um, but realistically, you just tend to have more clarity, more intuition, and uh, and more focus. And I don't know if it's like a chicken and egg thing, or maybe it really is the third eye awakening, and you feel more clear and more clear. Um, but it does work, and that's essentially what I want you guys to try to do if you have the time, or at least consider giving that a go. Uh, the way I think about it is, you know, we all have X amount of time day to day we have to do our things and there's still going to be like you know, a lot of us still have trouble sleeping and we have to make the best of what we have so uh, whether you're an insomniac or just someone who has too much mind racing going on in your head you know listening to the gnarled beat uh, that helps get you distracted from a little bit of the mind chatter even this podcast with the, with the beats in the background would still significantly help but also following directions from another another video source or another source that gives you directions to specifically activate it, uh, it, it works. I mean, you, know, you look at the reviews, you look at the views on these videos, you look at the comments, and it does. And I mention the third eye a lot because in this episode it's because it's, I feel like it's going to be a baseline of what could be talked about in the future in, in regards to sleep quality. Um, and I want to keep all this, all, all this information contained within the sleep quality of performance. Uh, and you know, I came to the, re the realization 
that you know, a lot of people's problems or pain points or whatever it's I think a lot of people have similar pain points or similar problems but it's coming down it's understanding what it is and then figuring out a way to start a process of changing it and for some people it could be hey like writing down a list of things you could do to like say if you overweight you want to do things to lose weight or some people want to who wants to just start running and just take action to do something to change um you know, they realize that their pain point is just like, you know, they might be overweight and they want to do something about it or, or whatnot. But when it comes to some of these like mental things of just saying like, hey, I just feel like I'm overthinking all the time or I'm uncertain or I'm not decisive. Um, it's, it's hard for us to do physical activities to, to alleviate that. And um, exercise does help uh, a lot, but it's, uh, but it doesn't seem like it's as directly correlated to most people, even though it's true, it, it, it is physically correlated to help, but I think a lot of people just can't get can't get over the hump of understanding that that connection. And I think uh, mental exercise like this uh, is something that's very relevant to improving sleep quality. You know, and if we have really really strong like sleep patterns, sleep qualities, and uh, I, I do think that's gonna yield into better performance day over day it's going to be important to getting better clarity uh, even better understanding of like what you're looking for or, or things you want to do while you're sleeping and i certainly have not abandoned the idea of you know if you're in a find yourself in a lucid dream or you're kind of sleeping and kind of if you end up in a situation where you're like oh i'm dreaming or i'm doing this, i'm doing something in this dream state you know you can still use that time to learn or think about you know your day-to-day life that's extra time you're gaining in theory while you're still sleeping and recharging your brain uh, so for me I'm all about like I'm all about optimizing time and in regards to sleep I find like sleep to be a huge pain point for a lot of people and how they uh, how they function so uh, so I, I do think this is really relevant to leveling up the sleeping ability and I think that's all that I have today in regards to that in awakening the third eye uh, and yeah, no, I think that's it. I wanted to see if it had any additional notes. I have a lot of like sources and charts and stuff I want to put in the description. However, uh, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm a little bit overwhelmed right now. I spent a lot of time uh, preparing this one, and, and I. I mean, I, I like what I talk about these things, but I feel it feels weird just talking about it for the first time out loud, if that makes sense. So, um, but that's it, guys, at least regards to the topics in regards to Third Eye stuff. Now, so if you're still up and you don't want to listen to me ramble on for the next 10 minutes about um, my stuff, my parting words, uh, you know, feel free to turn off the podcast, or if you're sleeping and you're listening, then let this voice be what you hear in your dreams. But, uh, you know, I just want to say again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it, it, I say this almost every other week, but it just continues to blow my mind that people not only download episodes and listen to them, but it keeps increasing over and over. And, and I don't know, it, it, gets me, it gets me giddy. Like, it gets me excited to record. It gets me re- excited to talk more about these things. Um, but more importantly, like it gets me super excited to continue to pursue like the art of sleep, uh, and 
you know, I think when I started this podcast, it was primarily just a way for me to, to joke around and talk. And I still like to talk about interesting subjects. I mean, if you look at my episode list, I talk about a variety of things. But it gives me a reason to do more research. It keeps, keeps, do, ah, I cannot speak, but it gives me a reason to continue to learn, continue to understand. Uh, and for me, it's good, continuing to find a way to build myself in a way that I didn't really know I could. And aside from that, hopefully you guys who listen, uh, you, know, you, get, you know, you guys found a, a podcast or something that you can listen to to help alleviate sleep, to help keep you in, to, I would say keep you mildly interested in the podcast. I don't want to be too interesting because that means you'd listen to the whole podcast, which means you're not sleeping, which again, uh, doesn't, doesn't beat, doesn't, doesn't meet my criteria of wanting to help you fall asleep with this podcast. So that's all fine and dandy. I mean, if you like the material and you can listen to it during the day, um, that, that's perfectly fine. Uh, but I, I, I just think it's just crazy how I, you know, I've been getting just more and more support over time. And, uh, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. Like, like I said, it keeps me, keeps me excited. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't think I have anything more to add to that. Um, I do miss recording. I'm super sorry about the last couple of weeks. I've been switching between like different houses and residences. There's just been stuff going on. And uh, I just have not been able to get my recording software and get everything up and running until now. So I'm, I'm hoping to increase the amount of episodes, uh, not just once a week, going back to twice a week. I'm going to really hyper-focus on trying to create as many episodes as I can on my, on my main recording days. Uh, primarily Wednesdays, I try to do one or two, but I'm going to see if I can expand that into like three to five, um, and then and then spend the rest of the week either learning or editing and doing other things. And big reason for that is uh, I I really want this podcast to start growing now. Uh, when I started it, almost a, like what, nine months ago, almost ten, no, actually almost a year ago, when I started this podcast, almost a year ago, uh, it was. Uh, I never actually expected to continue this long. <laughs> I'll be honest with you guys. I never expected to come to be this long. And uh, like I said, I, I enjoy the process. I enjoy I enjoy recording. I do enjoy some of the edits. Some of it it does take some time and it's a little bit consuming. But but over time, I think if you listen from like episode one to now, especially in the subjects that we're talking about, I, I would like to believe that there's been a uh, uh, more of a self-actualization aspect in regards to this podcast, you know, where uh, where me and maybe you guys too can help better define who you are, uh, you know, better define what you, where you guys are going in life, and or where you guys are just thinking about life and just trying to get out of like the day-to-day of just earthly shenanigans, I guess. I mean, because there's, there's already enough in the news that, I mean, if you just turn on the news these days, it's even worse than before. Maybe I'm, I don't know if I'm getting old. Like, when I was a kid, I never paid attention. And even in my 20s, I didn't pay attention. And then when I started paying attention to the news, I found myself, found myself to be more and more miserable. And I, I don't want to put myself through that. Like, I don't know why people would go ahead and do that. So, um, so I've really been wanting to focus my time and effort on just improving myself, and my craft, and what I do. Um, but... Uh, and even now, it's it's what I talk about. Just I don't know. I feel like just talking about things that help, that really help out others. 
Um, and without the sports, without sports being around due to the Rona, I, I don't want to talk about sports betting. I don't, I don't, I haven't even done sports betting in, since the Super Bowl, uh, which is a bit of a bummer, but eh, it is what it is. And I don't know, I've been using this time, the, the Rona time, to help you know, improve my processes in the sense of sleep. Like, like I want to get to the point where I have a super defined sleep schedule where I know I can be like, okay, I'm going to go to bed at like 10.15 and I'm, I'm sleeping by 10.30. And I can get up at like 4.30 or 5 in the morning and completely like awake and ready to go. But there are things I want to do, even while I'm sleeping, like whether it's like lucid dreaming, you know, try to get that tested and working, or testing different hours of the night to wake up in the morning and see what works, and how I interact throughout the day. Uh, I want to test that, because regardless of what article you read, regardless of what advice you're given, you know, most of the stuff that is talked about, especially with like sleep advice, or you know, waking up advice, like, it could be, it's distributed almost everywhere, like 90% of the people say the same things, because it works, for the most part, the thing is, those are still limited things of things that do work, versus talking about things that people haven't tested, that might be unorthodox, that might be, um, you know, out of, out of left field, or maybe just new and not widely accepted, you know, that's, that's the stuff that I like to talk about, the stuff that I would like to see, um, you know, best practice more. And it's not, it's one thing for me to say, yeah, I'd like to see that, but I have to like test this stuff myself for me to be like, oh yeah, this certainly works and so give this a shot. Um, and this episode itself too, if you, if you guys are still listening, is, is, is one that kind of, um, is certainly one that crosses like a lot of beliefs. I don't want to say crosses a lot of beliefs, but like certainly makes me rethink a lot of things that, uh, that I thought before. I mean, to me, like six months ago, I would six months ago I would have never even considered like a third eye being real. Um, you know, that, I mean, a lot of the stuff I talked about was something that was that felt more aspirational in my teens. I'm thinking like, oh yeah, like the spirituality third eye stuff. It's, it's it's stuff that exists, but I never really like accepted it. It's like being like real. Like I never bothered looking at the science. I never looked at you know any research involved. And you know, some of it is fair and valid. I mean. 20 years ago in my teenage years, I mean, the internet was, it was barely even there. We were, some of us were still on a modem back then, like phone modems. So, and Google was barely out there. So like finding information that exists that was spread out in the internet was very thin. So it was hard to validate a lot of these things. 20 years is a long time, especially when people talk about more like the metaphysics and like, you know, quantum whatnot. And, and, and I think all that is very relevant. Um, but uh, that, that being said, I do want to talk, or at least uh, spend more time on the podcast talking more about improving sleep quality or anything that's related to sleep in any way, shape, or form. So that will um, include this stuff, like opening the third eye, because a lot of that stuff is really relevant to thinking clearly. Clearly. And having clear thoughts, I mean... I think a lot of us at some point have been like in the zone or had like 100% focus on certain things. And I've certainly had that uh, when, you know, when, when 
playing sports or if you just have a huge deadline and you're really focused on getting something done and there's nothing else that matters you know we all have the ability to hyper focus when the when the constraints are met uh, but for me those constraints are generally like bastardizing constraints um, things that are usually have high risk and high reward uh, but also high stress and high high sadness and anger and happiness there's a lot of things um, but it would be great to be in a world and maybe you guys can agree to that, that you know you can be a peak performer even when you're not in the most extreme circumstances like you can focus on having top quality sleep without you know depending on it or you can have great mental clarity without say taking pills or doing anything like there, there there's a lot of stuff that we can we can do if we try and i'm not saying it's not you know this this stuff's gonna guarantee fix everything i, I can't say it will or will not i'll be the first one to say it probably doesn't um but there isn't too much research yet at least comparative to all the, like the physical research that exists but like when it comes to the psychological stuff and it's more of the spiritual stuff there isn't there isn't much research and it's all based off of just testing and doing that and, and even when they talk about uh like a lot of the articles talk about uh reaching god and a lot of the spiritual stuff is related with religion um and some of the activations with like say lucid dreaming or astral projection a lot of that stuff uh is very similar to how like at least what i'm reading is very similar to how people have been like praying and how they talk to god specifically in their specific religions so uh, it's not that what they're doing is too different it's just the intent behind it um i think it's what where is where people tend to uh speak up or they have like opinions and things that are for or against certain practices that are just based on the how or sorry not the how but like the the messaging related to the how i guess that makes sense um but yeah, i mean they, uh, at this point you know this is just me rambling uh, so uh I don't know. I, I like these parts because I feel like I can be a little bit more, I don't want to say more genuine, but I feel like I don't have to go back and forth with notes. I don't have to scramble to figure out like, oh yeah, I need to say this the right way. And uh, I don't know. I don't get this on my own head. It's too much. And even looking back at what I was saying earlier, I'm going between scientific research and I'm just, I don't know. I I would say right now, if you're still listening, that, that I'd say this is a decent episode. I feel like I could have sounded more natural. But it's it's a tough one on that one I planned so much I spent like a lot of time planning like getting links looking at certain points I wanted to talk about but then I haven't I wasn't focused on like the exact pathway to get to the points where I was trying to get trying to like allude to so uh, hopefully the next episodes things will even out and clear up a little bit more in regards to how I talk um, but I really do like uh, I, I really just do like this whole process in general so if you are someone who is more spiritual spiritually aware or you have done a lot of like the third eye awakening stuff or astral projection or lucid dreaming or whatnot i'd be interested in having you reach out we could talk more i always love these types of talks and it, and it keeps me more immersed into the universe like into this specific type of uh, sleeping universe and yeah i think you know, I, I i just think over time uh you know, we all have, I don't even know what point I'm getting at here. I think I'm just, my, my mind is just completely wandered. And I know, I know this episode just seems like it's all over the place. And hell, maybe I need to do like a third eye stimulation video after this when it's all said and done. 
either way, guys, uh, I feel like I had a lot more to say, and it's all jumping in my head, but I don't have anything else that feels like it's relevant, so I'm going to take that as a sign of, you know, the podcast is done, we're good, and hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode, and you continue to enjoy future episodes. I am going to try to add a little bit more, I don't want to say flair, flavor, but just try to tweak these experiences to help improve sleep quality, not just through the rain. I'm going to keep trying to build upon that. So please let me know if certain things work, certain things do not work. And again, uh, definitely you can contact me on Twitter at, I think it's just at Droolish Podcast, or just send me an email, droolishpodcast at gmail.com. Let me know if the noise is working or whatnot or what you think or any feedback i'm very open to talking about that stuff uh and in the future i mean i can i'll tell you what's on store what's, what's in store for the next several episodes that i have in my master sheet so aside from the third eye topic here which again it, it feels very um felt very long-winded i guess but uh, I do have a series that's just related to, I call it My Theories. Um, I have something called Whoop in Practice, which I think if you guys have been taking the, I think it's like with the Science About Wellbeing course, it's free on uh, Coursera, Coursera uh, that, that was actually pr- pretty cool. Uh, talk about, more specifically about the guy who, who eats the sun. Yeah, so that's a thing. Uh, I have a certain idea for a show, which you guys might love or hate. Um, I can't not tell you what that is yet. It's just going to happen, and we'll go from there. Uh, and then I have a very unique idea um, from a concept that I read, and I want to turn this into life. And this is one that is not a startup idea. It's not a business idea. It's a, it's a completely different concept, and it's not all that different. It's just what... 99% of us do um, it's something standard but just doing something in complete reverse and I think that will change the way everything works like period just change the way how people learn how people digest it's just it makes so much sense that it doesn't make sense until I tell you guys it yeah it just blows my mind uh, <laughs> um, and it's a practice that I want to show you guys more frequently how to do uh, because I think it's very important um, but I think but this idea specifically is to practice the practicality of what I've learned in doing what I'm talking about and again I, you guys are probably scratching your head like what the hell is he talking about well don't worry don't don't worry about it yet um, a couple other ideas too uh, which might be the next episode is talking about a comment like YouTube comment reading uh, not just not just specific comment reading, but a specific type of genre, um, which I think you guys would love, I would love, and honestly, I think everyone would love, especially in this day and age. And then, uh, and then talking about uh, slaughtering your ego with distraction removal. So, yeah, there is a lot of like nutty stuff out here that's gonna that, that's gonna get real. And um, what I don't like uh, about Honestly, what I don't like about this episode specifically is that, like, you know, there's still a lot of sciencey stuff that I wanted to mention, but there's still a lot of spiritual stuff that I wanted to put in, and I know there are barriers for people who are willing to accept it and who are not willing to accept it, and it's something either you do or you don't at the end of the day. 
and I want to come from a place where I want to bring understanding to that. Hence why, like a lot of these things, hence why a lot of these episodes are very lengthy. But uh, a lot of these other ones too, that uh, these feature episodes are going to be more related towards like me, my insights, and my experiences as how it can relate to you guys. Um, but I don't want to come from a place where it says like, oh, I did this and you can too. It's one. Of, I want to come from a place that says, hey, I've, I've tested this or here's what I believe and here's what I'm seeing. And please consider trying this for yourself and let me know how it goes and see if it's helpful. Okay, so I wanted to make that clear for you guys too. Because um, again, like I don't want to come from a place of being someone who's so who's so-called an expert um, I mean most so-called experts some people just might have, might be doing something for longer but it has nothing to do with their ability to learn new skills and whatnot I mean even if you wanted to learn practical example if you wanted to learn how to fix air conditioning or air conditioners then you know you can learn how to fix an AC like baseline but uh, but, you know, there can be different models, there are going to be different types of voltages, there's going to be certain types of applications, whether it's commercial or business, residential, or it could be things that are at scale. Uh, and someone who's been in the air conditioning game for 20 years and who's only learned how to do, like, two specific air conditioners, who can fix two specific air conditioners, that's a specialty. Um, but you, you wouldn't want him leading the way of, of setting up, a like, a data center, like a two-square-mile data center or something like that with air conditioning units and getting that all set up. It's like, no, you want to deal with someone who has the experience, who's been learning a lot, who's been getting his hands dirty in different things. Like, that's the person who you want to trust. And, you know, I, I don't I don't think this is any different. You know, you got to spend the time uh, doing things yourself and learning and improving. Uh, and then speak from a place where, you know, people can either understand and hopefully accept it or come to a place where you know what you're talking about and you get results. So, yeah, that's kind of just my random logic. But uh, anyways, guys, I know it's been too long since I've recorded and it shows and I'm sorry, but I feel like I'm getting back there. I feel like I'm getting there, guys. So please bear, bear with me further <laughs> for another episode and we'll get back there. But I'm excited to be back. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, take care and dream easy.